Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about real-time incident response. My pleasure to be speaking with Tim Bandos. He's Director of Cybersecurity with Digital Guardian. Tim, thanks so much for joining me today. Happy to be here, Tom. Tim, you get the opportunity to see lots of organizations and certainly have a good cross-industry perspective. In today's evolving threat landscape, why does incident response need to be aligned so closely with real-time detection of threats? Yeah, that's a great question, Tom. So, you know, incident response really should be closely aligned with real-time detection because in the event of a, of a threat or a compromise being discovered, there really needs to be a methodical approach to how you respond to that activity. You know, knee-jerk reactions can cause organizations to suffer, you know, even greater consequences. And I've seen this firsthand. So having a, a corporate-approved incident response plan is imperative because it defines various levels of incident classification, the roles and responsibilities, incident reporting and escalation, efficient communication channels uh, for information flow and essentially outlines your overall process. Tim, you talk about consequences. What's at risk for organizations that lack this capability? Yes, yeah, I just mentioned, you know, having a knee-jerk reaction can cause even more issues for you. Uh, just as an example, if your organization has been breached by, let's say, uh, an advanced adversary and that threat actor has established a foothold in multiple points across your environment, you know, just shutting down a single system or blocking an IP address uh, that you're currently aware of doesn't actually remove the threat. You know, it notifies the threat that they've been discovered, which could in turn cause them to change up, you know, maybe the malware that they're using or the tools and install an even greater presence, you know, with more backdoors, making it difficult for responders to, to stay ahead. So your risk could essentially become even more substantial, allowing the threat to become even more successful in carrying out their mission. So, Tim, level set here for me a bit. How would you define true real-time incident response capabilities as, as you see them refined today? Yeah, when I, when I think of real-time incident response, it's basically having more of an automated approach to initiating some of the elements of your IR plan by, by maybe acquiring key forensic artifacts off of a suspected device. So if suspicious activity is occurring, why not automatically collect things like the event log, registry keys, you know, the master file table memory, so that responders don't have to manually send out those requests. Basically, the evidence can be there waiting for them to start parsing and ripping through the data <clears throat> and to start looking for clues. You know, many moon ago at one of my previous employers, we didn't have uh, around-the-clock socks. So if a machine, let's say in China or another country, got compromised, we'd have to wait until the following day when that PC came back online to collect that evidence. And you can lose a lot during that time period, like memory artifacts, um, and they can become almost useless, uh, you know, if the machine was turned off. So, so having a technology or disposal that provides all of those capabilities is imperative. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to join Digital Guardian and, and further develop a lot of those features that I felt were missing in other products in the market. So, Tim, that's the technology. Talk to me about what the required skill sets are. Yeah, forensics for sure. I mean, for me, that has been the most valuable skill set to acquire in this particular space. You know, being able to reconstruct, you know, the scene of the crime and efficiently answer critical questions around, you know, what indicators can be leveraged for blocking and even for future detections is very important. So having an understanding of, of also threat intelligence and leveraging open sources to research indicators associated with a current incident can be very helpful. Um, you know, if you can determine attribution or link activity that appears similar to groups that have been observed out in the wild, 
you know, knowing their TTPs, you know, their tactics, techniques, procedures may aid in identifying what they're after, you know, what types of remote Trojans they're using and even their overall tool set. Also, in addition to that, some level of uh, malware analysis is also key. You don't have to be some uber reverse engineer, although good to become close friends with those guys, uh, but having the ability to really just dynamically and behaviorally analyze malware is important because it helps further build out a profile of the threat you're responding to and understanding maybe what capabilities they might have. So for organizations that lack the skill sets and maybe even the capabilities, what are their options when it comes to MSSP? Part of the power of having an MSP, you, know, you have an army of you know cyber nerds with years and years of experience conducting forensics, you know running incident response campaigns, you know doing this work day in and day out, and they can really take your security to a whole other level. You know, think of it as an extension of your security team. You know, someone you can rely on who's watching your back. It doesn't mean that the people on your team aren't good enough, but it can really help reduce, I think, the amount of time in neutralizing a threat and just gaining insight about the threat that's. Uh, you know, facing your organization. So talk to me about Digital Guardian. What are you doing to help organizations fill their gaps? Yeah, so, uh, you know, currently I run our, our managed services for Digital Guardian platform, and we provide uh, a data loss prevention technology and an advanced threat technology. But on top of that, we also provide that eyes on glass. You know, we're triaging alerts that come in every day, conducting threat hunting engagements, looking for anomalous behavior and activity. And when there is an incident, we can be the boots on ground, uh, you know, for your organization or, or provide remote support to get you through the incident. You know, the past two years uh, since I joined Digital Guardian have been extremely exciting for myself just being exposed to all the different industries um, because you also get exposed to a multitude of different threat actor groups. You know, we've seen a lot of success in this threat space and providing incident response to our customers, and, and we plan to further develop that out as well. Tim, from your experience working with so many different clients, what are the questions organizations really need to be asking to help determine whether they have got the necessary in-house capabilities to support real-time detection, real-time incident response? Yeah, I mean, if you're a CISO, a security manager, even the CIO, you know, if you're not aware of experiencing threats almost daily or weekly, then the first question I think you need to ask is, you know, do I have the right level of visibility? And if you have that visibility, you know, does the team or the single guy that's wearing a million different hats have the time to stay on top of all those threats? And then finally, if they do, uh, you know, are they well equipped enough with the right level of skills that I mentioned earlier to fully investigate and neutralize those threats? You know, if you answered no to any of those questions, then it may be time to consider looking at vendors that provide that type of service and, and doesn't have to, that doesn't even necessarily have to be super expensive. You know, what I love about Digital Guardian is not only do we provide data loss prevention capabilities, but within the same agent, we can also provide advanced threat and EDR endpoint detection capabilities. Um, so, you know, having that wrapped nicely with a monitoring service, you know, can be a, a cost savings as well to your organization because you're not purchasing, you know, other agents, additional agents, you're not, you know, getting weighted down with eight or nine different, you know, types of technologies on your endpoint, just further slowing it down. Hey, having that single agent and then also having that monitoring service can be extremely helpful. So, so that's, you know, maybe some of the questions I'd ask, uh, you know, at the gate. Very well said, Tim. I appreciate your time and insight today. Thanks so much. Great. Thanks a lot, Tom. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.